Okay, how does one intro a podcast? Let's talk about this. Um, I don't know. Welcome to Trash Rats. Life is trash, and so are we. No. So to NPR. Ashley, this is Rachel. Hi. And Mickey. Hello, hello. And we are here to talk about fucking trash. Trash TV, reality TV, um, shit on your television, whatever you want to call it. It's pervasive, it's everywhere. You know it, you love it. You're embarrassed to admit that you love it, but that's okay. And we are too, but not that embarrassed, clearly, because we're making a podcast. I want to know what everyone's familiarity with it so mickey Mm -hmm. how do you okay so i guess we should say first um yes this is a podcast where we talk about trash tv reality tv and we are going to start with everyone's hot button favorite topic right now 90 day fiance i want to talk about everyone's um exposure to the show and how much you know about it mickey what do you know about 90 day fiance okay this one i have a long history with, but I've had to take so many breaks over the years because of how deeply dark and depressing it can be to watch this show for any real length of time. Um, (laughs) But love it. I'm happy to be revisiting. I'm happy that we're going to be exploring all the iterations. I've been watching more of the before the 90 days, Mm -hmm. which I love. But And we'll get there. We'll get there. But for now, we're taking it back to step one. The OG series, which I haven't seen for probably, I think, maybe three or four years. Okay. <laughs> so it's been a while, you'd say. Could do some revisiting. Okay. Rachel? How long has this show been on? It's not important. <laughs> okay, so... I want to know what your relationship okay. with the show is. Okay, well, Ashley, you know what my relationship with the show is. So you really want our uh, imaginary listeners to know what my relationship with the show is. Our fake audience, yes. yes. our fake audience. Um, okay, so... I don't watch reality television shows because they make me anxious and sad. Except for makeover shows, there's a couple of them that I'm alright with. Oh, no, that's not true. That's a lie. There's one of them that I'm alright with. Which one is that? It's the 100% Hotter. Because they all have British accents and it's fun. I had never watched 90 Day Fiance until you made me. (laughs) So now I've seen one episode of 90 Day Fiance. And I think that was... A episode, an episode that was like either the other way or happily ever after. So you've never seen no, no, original no. 90 Day Fiance. Nope. nope. Okay, um, Ashley, what is your personal relationship to 90 Day Fiance? My mom is a 90 Day Fiance. How um, long have you known? I found out recently, within the last year or so. I have always known that my parents got married really quickly, right? Because my mom is a Mexican national, my dad is an American, and growing up, we'd always, like, heard that they, like, met, and it was a whirlwind romance, and they just got (laughs) married so fast. Quote, unquote, whirlwind. And then, 
come to find out after a year of quote unquote dating, after my dad had come back and forth to Mexico on an, archeolog an archeological trip, and he did the paperwork for the K-1 visa. And once my mom got approved, he flew down to Mexico, picked her up and came back to the States and they got married like 45 days in. Well, wow. they, didn't, they didn't even wait the full 90 days. So basically they would have been on one of the spinoff web series if they had been on Yeah, because there wasn't all. enough drama for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It went really well. Well, they, they, were one of, the time. <laughs> they were one of the couples that made it and stayed married, so they could be on that show that I saw where they're making fun of the other couples. That could have been Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking shit. Pillow talk. Yeah. Pillow talk, yeah. yeah. Talking some mad, mad shit pillow talk. I've seen all of it. Um, every iteration, original 90 days, before the 90 days, happily ever after, uh, 90 days strikes back, you, it's been on, I've seen it, and I am obsessed with all of it, and I revel in the absolute disgusting mess that it is. <laughs> Okay, so you like it because it's a mess. Yes, but I will say when I first watched it, like the, especially the original series, I got like legitimately depressed, which I hope doesn't happen this time because we are going to go through these like kind of quick because the first couple seasons are hard to watch. Yes. Right. And you'll discover for yourself how really truly awful and depressing it will be which really true that brings us to the premise of our show which is that mickey and ashley are gonna tell me all about 90 day fiance because mm -hmm. i don't know really much about it you love being told stories i love being told stories and i love telling stories i love stories stories are great so okay my understanding of this premise of this show is that there are couples who independent of the show had met somebody Americans on the show had met somebody online in another country and they decide that they want to marry this person so they can bring them to the United States. They have to get this visa that then they can bring them over and then they have 90 days to marry them. Yes. So it is, that is most of the premise. It is people meeting foreign lovers. Okay. And deciding that they want to get married and they have to apply for what's called the K-1 visa or the fiancé visa as it's known more colloquially. Okay. And once the person is approved and comes to the States, like the second that they are approved, they have 90 days to figure out if they're going to get married or if they have to go back home. And that's where we pick up. Mickey, I'd like you to... Describe our first couple for us, please. Oh my goodness. Okay, our first couple we're introduced to is Allie and... Oh, you're just saying this because the name is so hard to pronounce. <laughs> Damn it, you set me up. Okay. Curlian? Curlian? How do you say your name? I don't know. Um, Curlian. Curlian? Curlian? K-I-R-Y-L-A-M. Curlian and Allen. Allen. Curlian. Let's talk about that faux hawk, first That's, of all. Okay, oh, can we wait. talk about... Okay. Who has a faux hawk? You have to tell me. Okay, I've so never seen Alan, Alan, so Kirillim is, she's from Brazil. Okay. Alan is from LA. Okay. He has the faux hawk 
to end all faux hawks. Is this this is when faux hawks or well, what? I'd it say it's like be... 2012, yes. 2013, or something like that. Is he also a metrosexual? No, he's oh. just gross. So basically, I think <laughs> faux hawks went out when he totally had his. Uh, yeah. I think that everyone in the nation <laughs> took notice and said, "Oh no, this is over." That was when faux hawks done. jumped the shark. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Okay, okay. Um, and so when he said that he happened to be a Mormon, mm-hmm. I made the note that he definitely looks like a Mormon. <laughs> I'm gonna do some research here and find out how popular are faux hawks within the Mormon community. Oh god. Um, I also have a note in here that says big earlobes. Yeah, have we had to physically describe him as a person? <laughs> yes, we have okay. terrible faux hawk, yes. giant earlobes. Yes. Um, I have the note hate his face. I have the note big nose and little lips. Okay. Um, in terms of personality, he sure doesn't have much of any personality, but he really goes into the room acting like he does. He's like the worst person. Like he's the person that's gonna give you all the dad jokes. He's got a dad bod. Oh, okay. dad bod, dad personality. Dad personality, but dad jokes, but not in a good way. Like okay. not in that like cute like oh I want to fuck that dad. You're like way. into that dad bod. Yeah, no, no not no. this guy. I don't want okay. any of that. All in the bad way. No, yes. Alan. Alan really hate his face. He ended faux hawks for everyone, so I guess we should thank him thank for him his work. For that, yeah. at least, yeah. And how old is this guy? He is he 29. Is 29 mm. years old, Alan. Mm. So that's Alan. old to be unmarried for a Mormon. It's about 10 years past prime. 12, really. I also want to <laughs> mention. Okay, you gotta go so. On oh, he's going on his mission, though. And let's okay. talk about. Kirillum. Let's talk about Kirillum. So she's a stunning vision. So like she's she gorgeous. never wears any makeup. Oh, ever. so she just doesn't. Have she yeah. just is a porcelain doll. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She's got like Perfect. long brown hair. Like, Aren't like part. most supermodels from Brazil? Isn't it like an in, I mean, yeah, inordinate proportion Brazilian. Okay. 100%. So okay, so Brazilian supermodel with a I would say, I wouldn't say supermodel. I say cute as a button. Okay. She is. A lovely little baby lamb. Carol lamb. And we lamb. carry the lamb. Carolyn is 21. Oh, 21. When he's 29. He's okay. 29. Okay. Slightly problematic. So they met when he went to Brazil on a mission because he, again, happens to be Mormon. Oh my God. There is a really great podcast, uh, um, Instagram account out there called No White Saviors. Yes. Uh, so if anyone is interested in uh, missionaries and why that is inappropriate for uh, countries that are struggling, please check out the Instagram account, No White Saviors. Yeah, in case you were wondering, um, we don't need to... Uh, in case you're stuck in the 1700s, we don't need to uh, settle and save the savage. Yeah, that's not, that's not, a, that's not, not a thing. thing. Not a thing. And on, on the same topic, he seems to have a fucking savior complex, like a white savior complex. No. He talks about how, like, oh, Kirillam, do you like washing dishes? What? Have you ever seen a dishwasher before? Hey, Kirillam, have you ever heard of, like, a hot water faucet? It's the one with the H on it, and it comes out hot? No! No. Yeah. Are these direct quotes? Yeah. Wait, okay, hey, wait, wait, Kirlin, wait. Hey, have you been to a grocery store before? Yeah. Have you seen a okay. grocery store? Is she f- 
Uh, is she from oh. the Amazon? She's from a place called Guayana, Brazil, which okay. is a small town. Okay. Small town, Brazil. Um, but they don't have like American style grocery stores. Okay. So he picks her up in Brazil. So he meets her there while he's on his mission. They meet on his mission. They meet for like, they hang out for like two to three days. He goes back to the States. Plenty of time to fall in love. He's come back and forth multiple times. The most amount of time they've ever spent is like two weeks. So there's some sort of relationship here. But at this point in the show, they have been engaged for one year. Carolyn is 21. Oh. Which means they were engaged when she was 20, which yeah. means how old was she when they started dating? I think it does come up in a future episode, but. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Basically, we started with them and in, uh, in that he goes and flies out to Brazil, mm-hmm. picks her up and flies her back home to Los Angeles. Like He's living in a shitty royalties. LA apartment. We're in all apartments in LA shitty. Yes. His parents live in a shitty LA apartment too. Yes, the first thing that happens... They get off the plane. And where do they go, Micaiah? Oh, you're in Hollywood. Let's go see the stars. Who else would we see at the stars but star impersonators? It turns out that Carolyn is a huge fan of movies and her favorite actor is quote unquote John Depp. Good old John Depp. (laughs) She loves John Depp. So imagine what John Depp impersonator you might find walking the streets. Ooh, mm. Is it uh, Captain Jack Sparrow? Yes. It's Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes, and it's like some haggard 40, 50 year old dude playing Jack Sparrow. And not to say that 40 or 50 like year old dudes are like. But why is this tight. problematic when we talk about Alan? Because guess what Alan starts to do? Alan's jealous, baby. He is fucking jealous and insecure and then starts talking about how someone might come up to his Jean Bermuda shorted fiance and try to hit on her. He was so insecure of his relationship and her attraction to John Depp the impersonator (laughs) that he specifically tells him as they're taking a photo together, no hugging, no hugging. And so, of course, Stop John Depp, my woman. John Depp, the impersonator, has seen this before. So he pulls a, a sly move and he gives her a kiss on the hand. Yeah. To which, you know, he hadn't said no kisses on the hand, That's but right. you could tell it shook him deeply. <laughs> Boy, is shook. Okay. He was very fucking shook after John Depp kissed the hand. God forbid. I mean, is that allowed in Mormonism? So it becomes clear from this encounter that he's. Very highly jealous, very possessive, very controlling. The next scene that we see is in Alan's apartment. Okay. They're sitting comfy on the couch, they're hanging out, and all of a sudden we get a knock at the door. And Hello. it is Alan's best friend. What? Alan's friends. Kent, like Ooh, Clark Kent. That's my dad's middle name. Okay, so Kent shows up to chaperone the couple. Okay. And I just think like it's so creepy and so gross and Mormons are fucking perverts for being so <laughs> obsessed with sex that they like It's they... called cognitive dissonance, my friend. Ugh, it's just so creepy. Like you're so obsessed with sex that you have to invite your friend over so you don't accidentally have sex with your fiance. Well think of it this way. If his friend is there and he trips and his penis accidentally It'll falls into her vagina, his friend yeah, his friend can 
sacrifice like his own his... body to catch him. Oh, to catch the penis and catch the hole instead. Or mouth. Wait, does he run in front yeah. of it with like gaping? <laughs> okay, so Kent's over and then Alan's got a blow up bed, right? And so he what? puts Alan's got a blow up bed. Like an air mattress? Like an air mattress. That he For puts... his bed? Yes. His that he puts bed. no. Kirillum is in is in his bed. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Kent's on the couch, okay. and then Alan is in a an on an air mattress that is pushed up right against the couch. So Kent is like on permanent chaperone duty. Yeah, like he has oh, to yes. stay there all night. Yep. He's not there just to like watch them have dinner. Correct. He's making sure they don't do anything they're gonna regret. Okay. Yes. Mormon jokes aside, that's a good friend. That's a very fucking good friend, especially considering he is laying so close to his friend at night, <laughs> and his friend decided to wear his dirty, ugly, white socks to bed with no blanket. Yeah. Are they wearing their Mormon garments? Though? Probably. Underneath, I, probably. I oh, we don't know. Probably. Okay. So, speaking of are white, are dirty white socks part of the Mormon special uh, underwear? A special underwear? As far as I know, no. As, but again, let's write it down for the Mormon expert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of the chaperone who's supposed to be staying with them every night to make sure that they don't accidentally fuck. Accidentally. Guess who bails after maybe one night? <laughs> Alan. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They don't say exactly how long he lasts, but he barely lasts. Like, does he last through the first night? First night for sure. Okay. Do you think he left because Alan, like, ejaculated in his sleep? No. Or do you think that he just got so uncomfortable with Alan continuing to make references about how he's going to, like, accidentally, like, fuck Kirillin because of how beautiful she is? Because that's, like, all, like, he's so obsessed. Yeah, it's I mean, like Mormons in general about. are fucking obsessed with sex. It's I don't know. Well, I hope we're not alone and have sex. <laughs> what happens Ooh. with sexual repression, right? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Because his chaperone bails. Yeah, what could possibly come up next without a chaperone? Could it be, oh, let's take her to my parents' house. Ah, I thought you were going to say chastity belt. This oh, might God. be worse. It definitely worse. Chastity belt, 100%. I would... I would definitely do that. Over I would do that over staying with my partner's parents. Because guess who looks identical to Alan? His mother. He it is Alan with a no. white-haired bob wig. Okay, no. so imagine the Pillsbury Doughboy with a short bob wig. So his mom. What's not, his mom's name? Oh, they didn't actually say. I don't believe. Oh, okay. But they make he makes Kirillum stay with his parents, with his parents. on a pull-up couch in the parents' living room of this small ass LA apartment. In LA. Okay. okay. And then the next morning, they wake her ass up in the morning and they say, "Sorry to wake you up, but we have to go to work." And so they, they just fucking leave her in the apartment by herself, wake her ass up, and now she's awake for no reason in an apartment by herself. Oh, they don't like speak the same language. Alan's mom makes reference to her speaking Spanish, which was also oh my fucking God. She, ignorant and rude. She said nope. to, she says to her, um, like, before Alan leaves for that night when Kirillum's first staying there, she says, I think in Spanish they say, mi casa es su casa. Nope. Wrong, wrong language, <laughs> wrong, wrong words. And then Kirillum like does the nervous giggle and she's like, ha ha ha, casa. <laughs> Wait, so does she speak English though? Yes, she does. Fluently she speaks or? English. She speaks very good English. Okay. So like, let's talk about like 
Why couldn't he just stay with his fucking parents? Yeah. Let yeah. Carolyn stay in the apartment. That's actually a really good point. But then she would be... Well, maybe he didn't want her to be alone. Well, I was going to say, and then she would be free to roam the streets of Los Angeles and be dun-dun-dun discovered. Okay, so speaking of roaming the streets, they show, at the very end, they just show her staring out at the, the ocean by herself. I mean, just I like that. Just looking sad and alone, just staring off into the sunset. Talking about how she misses all her family that she loves so much back in Brazil because she's yeah. super close to her mom. Yeah. Don't love this journey for Carolyn. No, nope. I don't. That's yeah. very sad. And so that's how it ends for them in this, this first two episodes. Let's move on from Alan and Carolyn. I Let's. Bet. As much as I love making fun of this person who I've never met or seen, let's move on. Let's move on. What's let's next? talk about Mike and Aziza. Ooh. Mike 31. Mike 31 from Aziza. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ooh. Ohio. And his scene is introduced with a fucking big ass sign that says, Welcome to Ohio. Like anyone fucking cares about Ohio. Okay, and my no, point of reference not. to Cleveland is the Drew Carey show, and it kind of exactly there. me too. Mm-hmm. I never watched that show. There's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Um, okay, so let's talk about Mike. Mike thirty one. Okay. He okay. is a bit of a chunk. Ooh, okay. So beyond dad Can, bod. I wrote down IT guy Humpty Dumpty. Oh, that's good, Mike. I agree. He does look like an IT Humpty Dumpty. He's a little bit chunkier. Um, Shaved head, really close trimmed beard. I know some really cute IT guys also, just saying. He's not cute. Okay. But I'm just just defending the IT crowd, that's all. So I also want to mention about Mike is that he's got very sleepy slash high looking eyes. Oh no. And very sad looking eyebrows. Okay. So there's just a whole general like... Sadness to him. Sad Humpty Dumpty look. Yeah. And he's got ears that look like C's. They're little cups sticking out of the side. Yeah. What is with you guys and ears? They need to stop being more noticeable. <laughs> All right, let's talk Aziza. Um, okay, where's Aziza from? I love her name. Do you want to love her age? 20. No. She's 20. She's a 20 student from Russia. Yes. Mm. Um, and they met on a language learning app. So he signed up to learn Russian, I guess, and she signed up to learn English. Okay. And they got matched up to learn from each other, and then that's how their relationship blossomed. I also want to mention the way Mike speaks about Aziza. He says that Aziza is a student with, quote-unquote, without much money. Um, what's that mean, Mike? What's that fucking mean, Mike? It means that he has used his tax return money and refinanced his house to pay for this K-1 visa process. Wow. Wait, how expensive is this visa process? Upwards of $10,000. That's that's a lot. That's expensive. I mean, love is priceless, but yeah, damn. But damn. So he says in his Talking Head interview, money doesn't matter to me. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But then, like, not only will you be heartbroken, dude, you're going to be broke as fuck. Yeah. Plus, you refinance your house. Plus, you refinance your house. hope you don't lose that house. So, the next next, uh, scene that we see is Mike meeting up with his two best friends that are a married couple. So, you know what kind of guy Mike is. It's... 
Scott and Kelly. Scott and Kelly. The Mexican. kind of guy who really wants to be married. Okay, let's just say, though, specific to this couple, Scott and Kelly do not appear to actually respect Mike very much. I feel like they need, feel the need to, like, shelter him. You know, Wait. like, he's, like, a little brother type. But I also want to mention Kelly's teeth real quick. So she smiles the whole time with her... Just like that. Just in the front teeth. Just with the fucking teeth I showing can say the entire I time. If I'm and smiling. I was like, girl, your teeth must be dry. Is it because does she not have bottom teeth? Hmm. She, are you hmm. being discriminatory against people okay. without bottom no, teeth? My vibe was that Scott and Kelly had practiced this, like rehearsed this speech so many times because it was like clear, like down to like Scott made a joke about like Oh, you're telling us you met a girl from Russia. You may as well tell us you, you got an email from a Nigerian prince. <laughs> they had the laughter timed. They fucking rehearsed this. I'm calling fucking fraud Wait, on, which on this couple. Mm. Oh. Not on Scott and Kelly, but on Mike and Aziza. Mm. Scott and Kelly bring up the fact that Aziza was previously denied a work permit okay. to come to the U.S., and then that is when their relationship started. Oh, because she was so sad. Mm-hmm. And, and she just, and he really emotionally supported her through that trauma. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Earlier in that same year. That's exactly how they got together. Um, is she like, is she like a hot Russian? Like, yeah, she's real cute. Mm-hmm. Hot 20 year old. Hot yeah, she's 20 got 20 year old. <laughs> she's got like dyed hair. Like it's like reddish, short bangs that kind of swooped over. And then her hair is about, like, just under her shoulders. She's, like, cute. She wears a jean vest sometimes. Oh, you want to talk about Mike's house? I would love to talk about Mike's house that he refinanced to pay for this visa. Um, Did anything stand out to you as terrifying when he showed the house to Aziza? The gift basket. The saddest gift basket you've ever seen, which his mom had left for her. Yes. So they walk into the house after staying in New York for a couple of days. Or they stay over in New York for the first night okay. that she's in, in the States. Um, and then at this point, they... <laughs> Let me show mention. you New York. It's super cool. Before we go to uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So they both mention that they've never had sex. Cool. Out, out, of, all the, out of all the times that Yay. they've seen each other. Like, do they also happen to be Mormon? No. no. But they've, they've been... Quote, dating for a year and a half. Wait, they've never had sex with each other? Correct. Or never had sex in general? Just with each other. Oh, good. Okay. And then I also, before we get to the house, I want to I wanna talk about the airport scene. Mm, please. Because when they see each other in the airport for the first time, after not seeing each other for several months and they're in a relationship, he says, great to see you. <laughs> like he ran into his college professor at the grocery store. Oh, it's so good to see you. Huh. That's Hello, sir. Did he shake her hand? <laughs> they did hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So and then we, we also find out that she has try she has been wanting to come to the US since she was fifteen. Which is all of five years. Yeah. Well, sure. Aziza is making her fifteen year old girl dreams come true. I really like her name. She she's got a cute name, but now she's living with Humpty Dumpty in Cleveland, Ohio, in Cleveland, his Ohio. creepy murder house. You know you gotta kiss a few Mike's a quiet guy. 
I don't like quiet guys. So quiet ones reading uh, his bookshelf, by the way, was filled with a bunch of Tom Clancy and medical thrillers <laughs> by somebody named, what was it, Jeremy Robinson? I don't know. Shout Not out to Jeremy Robinson. My mom loves so. Tom Clancy. Perhaps um, is he reading all this to educate himself and how to get away with it? I don't know. I also, also want to shout out the gift basket that was left in his house by his mom, which means his mom has a key to his house. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. And she can let herself in at any time. There's a gift basket there, and it's like got things or whatever, but then there's a package of socks in it. What Practical. I remember, what I remember about the gift package, the care package, was... Several items of clothing that had American flags. Of course. Mm. A couple of balls. And of that didn't even like phase me because I was like, that's so normal compared to these white ankle socks. <laughs> a couple Pop- of popcorn balls. Popcorn balls. Lay's potato yeah. chips and then socks. Yeah. What? It was the most puzzling. Like somebody in like a coffee cup. Like she clearly had went to Walmart that day and was like, I gotta what? fucking do something. Worst gift basket ever. Yeah. Like no wine. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna make a gift basket you better put some fucking wine but then again you can't serve minors hello oh shit she's but in russia she's legal yeah but this is is this is an american gift basket this is ohio baby he says to the camera i think we will probably have sex soon so mike's real excited so he hasn't they haven't had sex yet she is uh hardcore pushing the narrative of if we knew each other in real life this would be like 13 days so we wouldn't have done this okay fine but then like also like (laughs) but you guys have been together you've been dating for a year and a half let's also though dissect the fact that he is crawling into bed wearing fucking cargo shorts every night he is the human equivalent of cargo he is the human equivalent (laughs) of beige how is anyone gonna have sex with you if you crawl into bed wearing no. navy green? Absolutely not. I'm trying to get the shorts. dick through the cargo, cargo shorts, cargo <laughs> through, pocket. through the cargo pocket on the. On I'm the sorry. Side. Like a pocket open, get a dick out. What yeah. year is this again? Like 2013 <laughs> or something. No, like no. Cargo shorts have not been cool since, since like, like 96. 90, yeah, I was gonna say 95 even. Um, okay. Should we talk about meeting the parents? So these are good old fashioned Midwestern Ohioans. Fun fact about Ohio. Mm. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, my mother is from Ohio. Wait, do I you don't... have a brother named Mike and a mom that has an above ground pool? Do you have a mother who looks like a blonde Travolta? No. Um, <laughs> a woman? Check that note off. Oh, oh my god. Does His, it look like Travolta? Mike's mother looks like a blonde John Travolta. <laughs> like in hairspray? Like in hairspray, like in but hairspray. more Midwestern and not interesting or cute. And what? like a real bitch. What we learn, what we learn about Aziza is that she apparently, not anorexic, but um, afraid of eating around people, like mm. letting people watch her eat. Food. Yeah, but she does okay. eat in front of Mike. She eats in front of Mike. Whatever. Which that we did means. see her eat that pasta. Okay. We saw her eat pasta. Okay, so she has some food anxieties. Yes. Food-based anxieties. Food-based sure. anxieties, okay. which then the mom is like a real fucking bitch about. Like, she's not eating anything that I made, like blah, blah, blah. But I will say at the same time, if you know you're not going to be eating anything, please don't grab a napkin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, did they get mad at her? Aziza, Aziza no, made some strange but moves. I got mad at her. She made some strange moves in terms of um, acting like, like a, she's gonna accoutrements, eat. right? Yeah. And then, um, 
deciding to then not make eye contact with anybody at the table and instead complimenting how nice the house was just like over the top your house is so beautiful oh i um, i can't eat because i'm looking at I'm how just, beautiful your house is i'm just so curious about everything around me um and she was texting and yeah and texting didn't wow. help well she's 20. i'm putting all of the blame here on mike if mike knows that his fiance has an issue with people watching her eat he should have relayed that to but his does, parents does he know that yes he yeah knows. why even why not just have like a come over to the house for drinks thing or like yeah. anything yeah. like a pool party at the house no anything he's trying to a sit down meal no mm -hmm. he's trying to fit her into his life no exceptions made. exactly yeah that sounds like a man <laughs> sounds about right and that's where we end with them. So they sound great. Yeah. All right, let's talk my least favorite and my most dreaded couple from this season, Russ and Paola. 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 Nikki, first thoughts. Oh my God, uh, Paolo is way out of his league. Pa uh, wait, pa Paola. 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 Where? She okay, wait, so sorry. Fine. She is from Colombia. Oh, Colombiana. He is from a town called Owasso, Oklahoma, which is about 20 minutes outside of Tulsa. I didn't know that. I didn't bother to look it up, but I saw <laughs> Owasso, Oklahoma, and I was like, where the fuck kind of backwoods country bumpkin bullshit is Owasso, Oklahoma? Russ, I would describe as. Another bad faux hawk. Oh, no. Okay, here's what is my question. Is it a faux hawk or is it a mohawk? Because he did shave the sides of his head. That's true. That's true. Mm. It's bad. It's very bad. Okay. And the, the mohawk part, quote unquote, is very short. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell if it's a faux hawk we're or gonna, a mohawk. We're going to call it a mohawk. We're going to call anything that's like equal length of faux hawk because that happens a lot too. Yeah. So we'll call his a really bad mohawk okay that okay. bad because we're gonna have bad more mohawk. of those coming up he wears the worst color clothes so looking like the lithest cowboy and peach i ever seen oh, why he's a pink boy and why? he's wearing peach i mean i respect a man that can pull pink i love but a, he cannot like because his skin is pink yes Ooh. speaking um, of people who didn't meet on dating websites they actually met at a party that he was at in brazil i'm gonna make none of Colombia. these people Colombia. i'm sorry why did i write brazil when i clearly have her down as Colombia? you were thinking Oof. of um carol well i'm impressed so far they've run couple number three and none of them have met on dating websites okay how would you describe paula Oh god, she's hot. She's so hot. <laughs> she's so hot. Like I would any day of the week. She's so beautiful. She's got but she's got the swoopy bangs for sure. Mm -hmm. Swoopy bangs were in though for the time. For yeah. sure. When she got you the swoopy bangs. Said so this was like 2012 yeah or, yeah, yeah. so swoopy bangs were Been super there. in yeah like Me the too. long dark hair dark like big dark eyes mm -hmm. like button nose like mm -hmm. big lips just mm -hmm. like really beautiful okay like just okay. a really gorgeous woman um who is uh in her own words a little crazy <laughs> i like her i like her already yeah and I feel so bad for her because it's her first time to the to the U.S. and it's Oklahoma. Yikes! And it's not even like it's just like it's not even Oklahoma City. Fuck. It's Owasso, Oklahoma. 
from Columbia. Okay. So she lands with four giant suitcases. And they and met at a party previously. They met at a party in, in Columbia, Columbia. Where So he is a field engineer for an oil company. At least he's making money. He's funny. making well, bank. No? He's making bank, but, you know. Okay, hold on. We're not there yeah. yet. He's yeah. making bank. And we, we at this point in the bun. story, we think there's he's making bun. bank. Okay, yeah. okay. He's making bank, but he bank. has a huge gambling problem. <laughs> and and as part of his job, he, he got to go down to Colombia for business. children. Okay. And she overhears him speaking English. And how old is he? Twenty-seven. And how old yeah. is she? Twenty-six. What? An age-appropriate couple. An age-appropriate couple. Oh, it happens Weird. too. So. They meet, and she hears him speaking English at the party, so she approaches him and saying, hey, can I practice my English with you? And that's how they become friends and hook up. So he goes to pick her up. I want to say that he goes to pick... I have to talk about this. He goes to pick her up from the airport with a giant banner that looks like a bed sheet (laughs) that says welcome on it in huge uh, American flag letters. So he goes with that fucking dumb banner, flag, dumb sheet banner, dumb banner, and his dumbass also brings a square vase of flowers with water. Who brings a vase of flowers to the oh. airport to pick someone up? Is guess air- what? She has four suitcases, and now she's gonna have to carry all. Ev- well, just kidding. You're gonna have to carry all of those plus the vase. Do you have any reasons why you might not, not like Russ the person at this point, in the or story? why you might? Think I hate he's his ridiculous. voice. <laughs> I hate the way he talks. He's very. I want to say he's very lithe and swishy, and I don't know if that's inappropriate either. But he is. Well, it's not inappropriate because we have nothing against gay people. But I would think, I think that we can all agree it's sad if someone who is gay is trying to be something they're Mm -hmm. not and cover it up with a relationship. But if he's just an effeminate man, you know, that power to you, we can hate your style though. He very yeah. much has the vibe of like, oh, check out how hot my fiance is, everyone. Oh, for sure. And then like not have anything to back it up with himself because he ain't hot. Let me just tell you. I, ain't okay. hot. His beard oh, is no. cut. Okay, so it's very, very tight. It's a very tight beard. Okay. And it's red. Okay. And it's cut right at his jawline. Well, so there's which... no hair underneath his chin Beyond. at all. Okay, so it's it's rule shaped, like rule yes. rule rule it's clean rule on that line. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like shaped. that. So let's talk about the worst thing he possibly has going for him. He lived with his parents. In cool. his childhood bedroom, which has clearly not been updated has since not changed. his mom like... fucking decorated it in the nineties and, and there's still pictures of him as a child cowboy. Fucking everywhere. Not just pictures of him as a child cowboy, but there in his childhood bedroom, there's an American flag over the bed. Oh, no. And also, if your fiance is coming from another country, you're not going to update this at all for her. You're going to look, you're going to let her look at these plaid curtains take the toy story off of the wall before she fucking sees it. You're 27. Simple as it is. Take the toy story off the wall. 10 years more than 10 years ago but so before they actually spend any time in this house he decides to treat her 
to a night at the hotel, which I had to pause the screen to get the name of this hotel. The Mayo Hotel <laughs> in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, we're going. Shout out to the Mayo. <laughs> While they're at the hotel, um, they talk about how they're going to go see his family that same evening. Okay. Which I can't imagine having to fly internationally. Yeah. All the way from Columbia. I looked it up. It's between 13 and 17 hours from Columbia, depending on what kind of flight. And Damn. who even knows? Maybe it was more. That is a long time. Yeah, like I don't want to fly, no, let her unpack, rest. and then go meet my partner's family. Especially if you're going to be living with them yeah. fucking tomorrow. Yeah. Let her rest en- for one day. Enjoy the hotel. I want to talk about their conversation in the car before they meet the parents because they're, they're talking about cultural norms and mm-hmm. how you meet people. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Russ is very worried that Paula is going to kiss his mom. Oh, like the, the like because, cheek kiss? Yeah, because he's like, in Colombia, you do the double cheek kiss, right? And she's like, yeah. And he was like, well, here, like, you know, if you feel comfortable, you could hug my mom. Or if you don't, you could shake her hand, but like... Don't kiss her. Yeah. Wow. As soon as they pull up... She was like a rabbit surrounded by coyotes. The yeah. amount of no. full face grinning and I then like to, unblinking eye I contact. I wanted to grab her by the shoulders and just go, get out. Get out now. Don't let them touch get you. Get out. Is there... Oh God, is there inappropriate touching? There's no inappropriate touching, thank God, but there is inappropriate tension. No. Um, Not so okay. like for like it's for instance, okay. the mom is very anti that Paula is a girly girl and she's like, I don't know what to do with that. And it's like you don't have to do anything with that. You can just accept the person as yeah. they are. Yeah. Um Yeah, like shaming her for the high heels she's wearing and then yeah. like she told her at one point like Here's this pie I have to make two times a year, so you're gonna have to learn how to make this next. It's like, oh, good to meet you. This 25 year old recipe that's been in the family all this time. And then uh, during dinner, no one fucking talks. Oh, I hate that. Paolo has to then initiate conversation. She then tries to make small talk with the mom, something along the lines of, like, hey, what do you think about our situation in terms of. Dating internationally. Loaded question. Very loaded question. Paolo's, I'm sorry, Russ's mom then proceeds to say something about, you know what, we told him when he went down there that he better not meet some girl. And what do you know? That's exactly what he did do. Meet some girl and fall in love and bring her back home. So that was, you know, the first sentence of this dinner conversation. Wow. Paula made some good faces. Yep. Um, and they will be living there the next day. You're with his parents in the bedroom above his parents. Oh, no. And then at this dinner, he tells her that not only do they have to live with his parents, they can't live in the same room. <gasps> oh, no. Because his family is evangelical. <gasps> and... She has to stay in his little brother's bedroom. Uh, Okay, so the next day after this, like, terrible dinner, they decide to have a brunch with his friends. Um, And he's talking the whole time about how worried he is about her fitting in with his quote-unquote conservative friends because she comes from a direct quote, 
risque Latin culture. Oh my god. He's really putting her through the ringer. They talk about like, how do, how do we pronounce her name? Is it Paula? Pow? And she's like, yeah, pow, that's fine. And they're like, oh, like guns, like pow, pow, pow. And then she has to make this joke like, oh, in Colombia we say tas, tas, tas. So then they keep doing this thing where they're doing air guns and they're going tas, 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 tas. Paula says the phrase, I believe that when I'm nervous, I drink a lot. <laughs> and yeah. I have never related more. Me too, To girl. a person. Yeah, 100%. Love, me love too, girl. girl. Me too. <laughs> All of his friends are just staring at her and she's like, who likes to drink tequila? Me. And they're all just fucking like giving her dagger eyes and it's so awkward. It was so judgy. It was like the worst thing I can imagine coming into as a person. Okay, again, wow. presumably maybe second or third day in town. So anyways, after this, he takes her boot shopping. Cool. Cowboy boot. So he takes her boot shopping. She gets the quote unquote like most expensive boots that they have there, which are just like these really ugly, like pink <laughs> and brown oh, studded no. cowboy boots. They're really terrible. And then later that night, Mickey, where do they go? Oh, they went out to enjoy the local nightlife, which um, because it's Oklahoma was line dancing. She was confused because there's a bunch of like white ass weird people in a room standing in formation doing steps and she's like hey I'm from Colombia. we dance and no two steps are the same we just move our body to the um rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I don't know what this is but I'll try it too. And then Pal pulls a move that I'm sure Rachel would be very familiar <gasps> with. Oh my god is it a stripper move? Is it a stripper-esque Oh no, Booty baby. Move. She hops on that mechanical bull. You know I do know that move. She got on that fucking mechanical bull, and I will say they took it easy on her. Did she they do better wanted, than I did? Yes, she did. They wanted her on there as long as possible. I mean, that is what they do with the mechanical bull. Um, so side story. Yeah. Uh I've always wanted to ride a mechanical bull. Don't ask me why. I have no idea. It's just one of those things. You see it in movies and it looks fun. And so when we were in Las Vegas for a work conference. Vegas, baby. <laughs> we got a little drunk. Just a little bit. There's no uh, such thing. On the way back towards our hotel room as we're meandering down the strip. We see a bar and has a mechanical bull. It's like out on the strip, out on the patio, and drunk me is like, I've always wanted to ride a mechanical bull. I get on it, I get thrown off in like five seconds, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's fine. I'm drunk. And they're like, no, 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 go again. <laughs> Cause I'm a girl. So then I had to get back on a second time because I didn't want to say no while I was up there in front of everybody. And also, to be fair, I, I really did want to give it another try. Uh, so I get back on it, and they, like, take it slightly easier on me, and I think I stayed on for about 10 seconds yeah. that time before it tossed me off. And then the next... You did pretty good. <laughs> like, two days later, when we got home, both the insides of my thighs were bruised, like, oh, all no. the way from the top of my thighs to my knees. Looked oh, my God. That's like awful. a purple hamburger. It was so gnarly. Okay, so now imagine Shout this. out to Arnica. 
Okay, so now imagine this. Uh-huh. You, you've you just done this mechanical bowl. Your legs are fucked, right? <laughs> and then you go home. You go to your separate rooms. And then you try to sneak over to Russ's room. Oh, God. And try to get laid. Try to get laid above the in-laws. Above the parents' you're room. sending a message. I mean, let's... Is that what's happening? I mean, I think it's a little bit of like, <laughs> she was no. begging for it. Yes, begging for it. But I'm just trying to imagine, like, you're telling me how bruised you were. I didn't realize that until like a good 48 hours later. Yeah. Though, so. But I wonder, like, she had to have like started bruising, right? She was, and then she's trying to like fuck right after that. She's still drunk on that tequila and high on that bull ride. Right. Did yes. it work? She's trying to get some. Oh, well, all we see is like far away shots of the house itself with various the lights, lights turning, turning, turning off and on. Oh, so we don't know. It's a And then we hear her like literally like begging for sex. Like, oh, Russ, please, just a little kiss, please. Wow. <laughs> Like, desperate for it. Wow. Like, and I'm like... But also, I, like, she knows it won't work. Like, it's clear. Like, I mean, what's it going to say? It would work no? on me. I like, mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, that's where we end with Russ and Paula. Wow. And then we are on to our last couple. Last couple. Yay! Introduced in episode two. We have... Lewis and Aya. I just... I'm really loving these names. <laughs> So, Lewis is 33 from Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and I wrote here that he looks like a thumb with a flat top and goatee. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, you saying that just makes me realize he looks like all those videos where you, like, make your chin the face with the googly eyes and then you remove it upside down. Yes, he does. That's exactly what he looks like. Andy has these like gauges in his ears too, oh, so he used no. to be like, it's like aging punk him and yeah, his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got a flat top and a goatee. He's a, di- a divorced father of two. Cool. With a good relationship with his ex-wife Tanya. Let's get into all of that, maybe. That okay. family. Okay. Let's. Can we talk about Tanya real quick? Yes. All right. Tanya looks like Tanya Harding. Sp- no, she looks like a speed freak. Oh, no. Like an overweight speed freak because no. her eyebrows start, like, right at her pupil line. Oh, no. And so, like, they're plucked real thin. Oh, no. Real, real, like, it's one hair each. Don't do it. Don't it's, do it. It's for sure, like, more more space in the middle of no eyebrows than no. the length of one of her eyebrows. Yes. Maybe even both of them combined. Friends, don't let your friends tweeze their eyebrows while they're high no. On speed. Or anything. Just hide those tweezers. Uh, the wife seems Get to be... Get it professionally done. done. Yeah. There are people Plenty who people. do this for a living. It costs $20. It's, it's, it's worth it. If you live in a smaller town, a it's $7. I used to get my eyebrows <laughs> waxed all the time for $7. It seems... My impression is that Tanya is the one that most potentially is bringing the phrase mail order bride into everything. Okay. Because Lewis is very sensitive about that phrase. He also brings it up to his children without <laughs> anyone else having ever brought it up. Have you ever heard of the phrase mail order bride? No, they haven't because they were 10 and 6. So oh, 7, were 7. Reduced. 10 and 7. The ten one and kid seven. forgot how old he was. Where would they have ever heard the phrase 
mail order bride. They are children. <laughs> so he brings them to a playground to ask them if they've ever heard of this phrase. And they're like, uh, duh, no, because we're children. And then he tells them, oh, well, if anyone ever asks you, <laughs> just tell them I'm in love with Aya and we're not ashamed that she's from the Philippines. And she's definitely not a mail-order bride. She's definitely not a mail-order bride because I never talked to a marriage broker to have anybody arrange us. We didn't meet through, we met on a free website, so it's not a mail-order bride. This comes up two or three times in the one episode we've been introduced to so far. Wow. Which makes you wonder why is he protesting so much? Did he actually pay a marriage broker and then is now like no 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 it, it, it wasn't that so it's not the same situation i don't know he thinks he mm-hmm. doth protest too much yeah 100 percent. so tanya um i feel like she's very 90s so she's got like i love a badass 90s bitch like, like loopy sure, like, aging. Wait, she's the one with the eyebrows when we were yeah, talking sure. about she's her got the okay. thin eyebrows she's got like um, really curled the curl bangs. bangs. Yeah. Like and you then, put one like, of those soft rollers in there yes. and blow dried it and then like pulled it out. And then she has a streak of like hot pink Ooh. through the bang Ooh. and through hey. her hair. And she matched her eyeshadow to her shirt. Wow. And it was olive green. Wow. <laughs> so I just wanted to make a note of that. But I do want to say that she made really good points as to what we consider a male order bride versus what the like actual um, definition is. So he's like, well, because I didn't do X, Y, and Z, she's not a male order bride. And, she, and then Tanya says like, okay, but for the rest of us, like we consider male order brides like to be a much more blanket statement where you meet someone internationally who may or may not be coming here for a green card and you're like... Mm-hmm. So she made a lot of really good points, I felt, on what is considered a mail-order bride versus what's not. And then he took that um, very poorly. Huh. Okay, cool. Very, very, very poorly. poorly. Um, Interesting point, though, yeah. because there's like still a huge contingent of the world that operates on like an arranged marriage basis and there's not necessarily and or i was gonna say there's not inherently anything wrong with that but i don't know because one i'm not married and two i've never been part of an arranged marriage so i don't know are we above talking about children? Because I want to backtrack to Donovan oh, and Lewis. Okay. They <laughs> just are we talking say, shit about the kids? And they had the transitional lenses as children. They're like, you know, they're right at that awkward phase of their life, seven and ten, these chubby boys with transition lenses. Oh. And also... They look sweet, though. Bad mohawks, though. Let's talk again about bad mohawks in this episode. They had bad mohawks. It, like... Okay, something that was really hard to not notice when it was the entire family gathering together was just how everybody looked the same, down to their physical physicality. I feel like we need to I go back like, and review what was the hot hairstyle in this year. I it was probably the mohawk. Must have been the, <laughs> must have been the mohawk. But yeah, that was a little. It was just a little disconcerting to see a family full of people 
varying ages and gender who all really actually just look the look same. The same. <laughs> just just yeah. some of them had transitional lenses that were smaller than you would think. And some, some were of them, smaller than others. Some of them were the same size but fully grown, so it didn't make any sense why their eyebrows were that tiny. <laughs> it's genetic. It was alarming. Oh, let's just talk, too, about the timeline on these guys, though. Because Lewis did very specifically point out that they met on January 15th and had fallen. he had fallen in love by March 10th. Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch that. Same year. I don't have that here. Yeah, that's, I think, all I have to say about Lewis and Aya. They came in pretty late in the game, so yeah. not a lot of action yet. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I like that he flew to the Philippines to pick her up. Oh, instead of making her fly there and just, yeah. like, meet her at the airport with a weird sheet banner. Exactly. So he flew to the Philippines to meet her, and then we actually get to meet Aya at this point, which is, like, we're introduced to her. She's this really pretty Filipino girl, Filipina girl, um, long brown hair, dark eyes. And like, how old are these folks? She's 30. She's uh-huh. 30, and Louis is 33. Oh, wow. Another age-appropriate couple. Yeah. Okay. And that is the end of them. Yeah. She and was she was really sad to be leaving behind her grandma, who she was very close with, and yeah. she was saying, like, if it wasn't for the two boys who wear transitional lenses, they would be <laughs> moving to the Philippines, not the other way around. Oh. And in her case, I, I believe her. I mean, yeah. she was super close with her mother, and, like, she lived at home still and didn't seemed to be very excited about. But she was into going to the U.S. to be a stepmom. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yeah. All right. So that is our four couples. Wow. What do you think? I have some serious mental images going on that I'm I'm very curious to to uh, to test against reality. I can't wait. Is there anyone who stands out as like an alarming or unhealthy couple to you? <sighs> I mean, oh my god. I mean, the the Mormon guy is, I'm sorry, but like, that's the biggest red flag for me is like, there's just so much cognitive dissonance there with like the friend that they want to come over and like chaperone them and the fact that she's like nine years younger than him and mm, nope. Yeah, that's that's my... The That's, timeline on that is very sketchy. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like still in high school when they met, or high school age at mm-hmm. least. Like, no, not into it. Oops. Now we move to the fun part of the episode, in which we award something called the dumpster fire of the week. Ow! All right. In this segment, Ashley and I are each going to nominate two moments and or people that were truly just hot trash. Do I get uh, to pick? You Ooh, will I'm be, <laughs> Rachel. You will be awarding the hot, the dumpster fire of the week award Sweet. to whichever of these instances <laughs> seems most cringeworthy, most inappropriate, most overall. <laughs> why the fuck did you do that, bro? Bro, being gender neutral. Okay. Okay, Ashley. Bruh. Would you, bruh. Bruh. Would you bruh. like to kick it off with your first nomination? Again, we have not uh, discussed what our nominations are. We might overlap, so we're gonna have to duke it out for our top two picks. My first pick. Is Russ's flag. Oh, the sheet flag. Welcome. The sheet flag that says welcome in American flag lettering. All right. Okay, that's good. Um, My first nomination is going to be Mike for, like, not telling any of his co-workers anything about his personal life 
and then happening to dump the entire bit onto his like coworker and or boss who was like asking him about his PTO usage. Dorina. Dorina. Dorina got told, oh, by the way, I have a Russian fiance who's 20 years old and we're going to New York City for my PTO use. Okay. Okay, that's my nomination. One. Um, my second nomination is Russ telling Paula to shake his mom's hand. <laughs> Don't kiss my mother. <laughs> uh, my second nomination is going to go to Alan for trying to force Kirilim to go through self-checkout by herself for the first time in a grocery store in the States. Damn. And now we come down to you, Rachel. Oh, Who's the these? winner of the, of the dumpster fire oh, award? Oh my god. Can I vote for the time that Paola begged for sex? Yes! <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. You can. I think that is my biggest dumpster fire of the week is Paula begging Russ to have sex with her in his parents' house in the room of upstairs. That, yes. my friends. That was the silent option. Lame dumpster fire. <laughs> that we didn't provide, but I'm oh, glad that you good. picked up on that. I mean, yes. they all win. It's true. There are no losers here in there dumpster fire no. because... They're all losers here in the dumpster <laughs> fire. <laughs> because it's all trash. Woo. We love trash. We love trash. We love trash. This is a fun first episode. If if long-winded, who fucking cares? We, we have care. fun. Yeah. We recorded an episode. Yeah. We, we drank so much. We ate so much sushi. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Write a horrible <laughs> review. We don't give a fuck. Just do whatever you want to do. Trash friend. Watch some trash. Podcast, not cats. You can follow us on Trash Rats Podcast on Instagram. Oh my god, trash cats. Why didn't we think trash cats? Because we're not cats, we're rats. Because those cats are nice. And you can follow us on Twitter on Trash Rats Pod. And stay tuned. Next week we'll be dissecting the next two episodes of Season 1, 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Where will our couples go next? <laughs> Probably further into the garbage pile. Or to the altar. AKA the garbage pile. The garbage pile altar. <laughs> garbage altar. Yes. And remember, guys, life is trash and so are we.